Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. Okay. (laughs) We're talking about sex toys for men and for women with April Davis, who is here with me and she is from the vagina blog. So uh, let me tell you about why I invited April. I've had her before. Um, she talked about menstrual cycles and how every man and woman needs to hear about that, which was one of our most popular episodes for men and for women. It was pretty, pretty great. So, um, let's see April. She is a compelling speaker, creative consultant, visual artist, and a wordsmith. She has been featured in magazines, podcasts, and on stage sharing her wisdom, humor, and knowledge as the creator of the vagina blog and the vagina blog podcast. Her passion and drive have created an entire community around female body health as she empowers women and vagina owners to love themselves fully while focusing on bringing light to taboo topics that we just don't talk enough about like sex and periods along with self-love and positivity, positivity. So you can see why April's here. April's great. And I'm excited to have her here. So miss April. I'm so glad to be here. (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah. So we're going to talk about sex toys, which yeah, a taboo topic, but yet I know you're getting questions about them all the time and I'm getting questions about them. So it's taboo, but Hey, we're going to let you guys listen or watch Mm -hmm. and let us talk the taboo and you can listen. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. So Um, let's talk about where do we start? Where do we start? I think that's probably the most common question I get. Where do we start if I've never bought a toy? I, I love this question. I think this is a really, this is a good place to start, right? So people, I think, get curious around them sometimes. And then it's like, but I don't, do I want to, do I want to go to a sex toy shop? Mm -hmm. Do I like, is that where I should go if I go there like I don't know even know what questions to ask when I get there and it, it it can be really intimidating even heading down to like Spencer's I was like this is a lot of stuff like there's a lot of stuff here and and I would I wouldn't recommend heading down to Spencer's just so you all know <laughs> okay stay home <laughs> we've just got really good online options and I've got yeah. a couple really great options for you that I can, can kind of recommend um, I would determine initially, what is it that you are wanting from the toy? Is this for solo pleasure? Is this for partnered pleasure? Um, is this to try something that you've just never tried before? Like, are you wanting to maybe tiptoe into like anal pleasure or nipple sensation and nipple play or, you know, things like that. So once you've answered some of those questions, you're going to have a better idea of where to shop and you know, which way to go. So I absolutely love Lily over at med Amore, and that's uh, a more O U R 
she's amazing. And if you contact her and say, look, I want to buy a sex toy. I, I just, she will, she'll, she's a questionnaire. She'll walk you through what's going to be best for you. But the thing that I love the most about Lily is every single thing in her shop is medical grade. So whatever you're getting, it's going to be body safe. It's going to be high quality. It's going to last a long time. Doctors send their clients to Lily on purpose. So I, I always have to really shout her out and she's just the, just the sweetest, like just the most amazing person too, on top of it. Um, for those that are like, okay, I don't, I like, I just want to like, maybe try something. Like maybe I just want to just dive into this little, I love the company smile makers. Their toys are brightly colored. They're really super friendly. They're not, um, they're all fun, different shapes and sensations. Uh, most of them are really straightforward clitoral vibrators. Um, but they're not these, like, I think people get really caught up in like the, the dildo-ness of toys or the intimidating and smile makers is about as friendly and colorful and fun <laughs> as you can right. get when it comes to toys and there's, there's no intimidation there. And so I love people. I love sending people over to smile makers. I think they're a really great company. Um, I also really love Ioba, uh, both they, they have two of like their, had like toys their main ones they focus on the quality is unreal and they're unusual because they are completely silent so they are not traditional oh. vibrators with a vibrating sensation um so those are just a couple companies that i kind of am like what is it that you're looking for here's kind of the direction i would point you in you know start there yeah okay i love that um you're asking what type because i think i didn't even know that the first time and mm -hmm. back when I was told to go and do this, to go and get a toy, it was 2006. It's a different and time, huh? It, there wasn't, <laughs> like, you don't buy it. Nope. There was no Amazon. What? And no. so no. I went to a store in Vegas and it was mm -hmm. a lot. It was a Vegas lot Vegas stores, especially, you're like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot right now. And... <laughs> And I was, so, I mean, I'm still naive. I still learn every, every time we do sex summer, I'm like, what? Oh, um, so imagine me in 2006, it's a lot. So yeah. thank you for sharing some of those, um, locations, uh, online where we can do it and they come discreet. So you're not going to get it on Always. your doorstep and have, yeah. <laughs> um, some big toy name and be super embarrassed when your kids find it. So yeah. Um, also yeah. the, the idea of, um, knowing what you like, and I know I mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I heard about the book come as you are from you mm -hmm. and yes. that's, it's so good. So and good. I, I want yeah. people to read it all the time and I'm mad when they don't No, it's I such know. a great book. <laughs> it's an uh, important book. And you know what, if you can't read it, listen to it. Emily is yes. so entertaining. I had the chance to meet her at the Rocky Mountain Sex Summit. And I, what? she's, she's amazing. Like, I just can't, this book is necessary. I, like it is required reading. Yes. For men and for women. <laughs> for work is required work. For, yeah, for everybody. Everyone needs to read this book. Yes. And so, yeah. So I what her, I her book, Burnout with her sister. Yes. Also so good. Anyway, so sorry. good. <laughs> Burnout. I'm like, <laughs> if you haven't gone to therapy and you read either of these books, you'll be going to therapy. There's a lot yep. of therapy talk inside these books. Yeah, take care of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but what I loved about uh, Come As You Are is the worksheets or the workbook, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. what you're asking is, hey, what do you even like? Mm -hmm. 
you, you yeah. don't know those things unless you dig in and you start to oh, yeah. get curious. And a lot of, I know my followers haven't dared to be curious. And so they don't even know what they like. So it's kind of a daunting question. So having yeah. some guidelines can really help with that. So if you don't even know where to start now that April's giving mm-hmm. you some resources, start with reading the book. And I would say too, I can safely bet that the majority of people are going to like external clitoral stimulation. I just a really safe bet there. There's going to be a few who are like, Nope, it's too much. It's too much. I only like internal or it's so that is very real, but I, I'm, I could, I feel like I can, for the most part, most people, that's what they're going to enjoy. And so with that, um, if you look for just And I even like, I used to do shopping trips more before COVID and I need to get back to that. But even getting something as simple as down at the grocery store, picking up a little cock ring or Mm. like a little finger vibrator buzzer, you can grab those at Target. And that's a, that's a fun place to like, do I like the vibration sensation? Do I like using something like this? Is this something? And yeah. And it can be an impulse buy. Cause I think sometimes we're very impatient. We're like, okay, I finally decided I want to try this thing. And you're like, I can't wait for shipping. I decided today I need now. <laughs> right now. And so those, the ones we're ordering online are often a bit more expensive than what you're going to find in target. Yes. And somebody wrote, <laughs> somebody wrote, yes, they're going to last you. Somebody wrote that they were getting theirs at the target pickup. And I thought that was awesome because, you know, someone else is doing the shopping for you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So there's your, there's your answer. I would challenge you, go into Target and peruse yourself, go into Walmart and peruse yourself, go look, you know, it's harmless. And if, if any, if you have anyone like we run into, you can just be like, I'm looking at the depends. That's what I was looking at. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. I actually love seeing singles and couples standing in front of that mm-hmm. section. And they're always so nervous. But I'm like, no, oh. we're all here. We're all, we're all Meanwhile, there. I'm doing Instagram stories and people are like, is there, should we do something? I don't. <laughs> uh, I wish I, I wish I lived by April. There you go. Oh. All right. Um, let's talk about some myths around, around all of this. So yeah, there's a lot of them. The number one, um, and we just got this question recently is will a vibrator desensitize me like ruin me? If it does, it's just time for a little break. I mean, let's cut, let's take a couple days off. <laughs> <laughs> what they found and, and some people are really, it's funny. Cause even you get into some of like the, the woo woo and the hippie. Mm-hmm. And they're really against this idea of using something that's, uh, that mm-hmm. is an unnatural sensation, essentially, you know, and here's, here's what I would say. Not all toys are vibrators. There's tons of different types of, of stimulation out there now that you can, you can have. So you don't have to get something that vibrates. If you're like, I, I just, that, I don't like that, or I'm worried about this. Um, if you've been using a toy quite a bit and you find that you are becoming desensitized, take a break. I mean, a week or two off from using that toy and you're probably going to have all sensation return. Um, if you feel like, I mean, it's, it's cookies, right? I feel like it's all cookies. Don't eat too many cookies. I love it. It makes <laughs> it's sense. Really it's the same with everything. It's masturbation. It's all these things. It's cookies. Okay. We can't eat all the cookies every single day and not have maybe some cookie consequences. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
<laughs> if I you find that your <laughs> if your toy is desensitizing you or becoming a problem or doing any of these weird things that people have made, equated toys to, take a break, walk away for a second, okay. find a different hobby for a minute. Hobby. <laughs> I like it. Maybe just go kiss a lot. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So take up have- shade for a couple weeks. <laughs> yes. Simmer down. Uh, you mentioned this a little bit in the beginning that will toys, if I get my first toy, will it replace sex? It can be solo. It can be partner. And I've used a lot of toys. None of them will spank me and whisper in my ear at the same time. They just won't do it. And so until they can, until I'm they just going to continue to prefer doing stuff with a partner. <laughs> oh, April. Okay. Um, okay. My, does my partner wanting to try a toy, does that mean that I'm not good enough sexually? No. Never. I Toys can be such a happy, healthy part of a relationship. And once again, I think cookies are such a good example, right? Because all things can be overdone. All things can be misconstrued. All things can be like, we, we really can mess stuff up. We can mess up good things by either overusing them or wanting them to be something they're not, or, you know, but toys can so easily be a really healthy part of a relationship. Um, and you can incorporate them as much or as little as you want to. I, I've now talked to so many people who had never had an orgasm mm-hmm. or had a really difficult time having an orgasm or even couldn't say yes to sex because they knew it was just going to take a long mm-hmm. time and a lot of focus and be hard. So it wasn't even that they were like, I don't want to. It's just like, I don't have time for that right now. Mm-hmm. So if you can incorporate a toy and make the yes easier. If you can incorporate a toy and, and orgasm more easily or even orgasm at all for the first time, why would you withhold orgasms from yourselves because of some weird stigma around using a tool that can help that? Yes. And it's for your own bedroom, right? It's not something yeah. you're going to be, you don't, you don't need to be like us and post it on online. You know, yeah. it can be private. No. This is very private, <laughs> like, especially with, with SSRI use being where it is, right? I know so many people who were like, I orgasmed all the time, no big deal. Now I'm on antidepressants, yeah. I can't get off. What do I do? We'll try a toy. It has been like game changing for them to be like, I can orgasm again. This is the best thing ever. Like, why would anyone want to keep that from themselves just because they suddenly feel like they're having to like use something to help with that, you know? Yeah. Yes, I agree. I had a cute neighbor come in to come visit me a couple weeks ago. And she said, I want you to know that for the first time in my life, I had an orgasm and she's 40. She said, I bought my first, I bought my first vibrator because of these little, I do these tiny little chats, right? I mean, if you Mm -hmm. want to talk about all the things you go over to April's page and she's there all the time. Um, Yes. (laughs) But I'm doing it here and there. And so it's just fun to me because I know from experience how, how big of a difference that can be. Like you said, mentally, emotionally, all the things to just have what everyone else is talking about that. I have no idea what it feels like. So yep, these uncomfortable why, why topics. Would you that? Yes. And why would you ever look at anyone and try and put weird shame on them for just wanting to have orgasms? 
that's what I, this is what I don't understand. Cause I, the more I start talking about toys, the more people try to put weird shame on me. Right. Cause they're like, Oh, I can't believe you would even talk about such things. Um, I don't need those. That was what I, I got from like, like somehow oh. that made them superior. I don't need those. Well, not everyone needs those. They're toys. And if someone does need one, why do you need to be judgmental about that? Should people just not get to enjoy sex or not get to have orgasms? Right. And I, like you mentioned, it, we're all so different. So the different oh, yeah. types that you can feel or sensations mm-hmm. is different for everyone. So you cannot expect everyone to go into it and have the same experience. There's, I well, would say, let's talk about go ahead. Sexual seasons. Like I said, I, I have people who I knew in their young life, orgasming was no big deal. Now they're on an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medication. Now they can't orgasm or they just had a baby and they're having a really rough time, but they really want to get back to some sort of sex life and they need to make sex quick and easy mm-hmm. and enjoyable and an easy. Yes. Like if you can incorporate doing more of these things in your sex life so that you get to have more sex, more orgasms, more satisfaction. Why? Why wouldn't you? Right. Well, I hope you're, I hope you're getting into some of those heads that are maybe had some myths about that. Um, so this one, it's kind of, uh, I think it's a myth. Toys are only for people who are alone or unhappy in their sex life. You've answered it, but let's just make sure they get it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, that's one thing. I don't want to come back to this. Like the toys are only for solo use. There's, we have a lot of myths around that even like or or beliefs around like well it's toys are only for masturbating and I disagree toys being incorporated in partnered sex is awesome um I once and I I love this analogy uh about power tools if someone was building a house with a hammer and nails and a guy showed up and was like hey I have an electric screwdriver no one would be like I just you know what the hammer and nails really does it for me so we don't need your power tools (laughs) yeah I like that. There's, there's a time and a place and we're all there's a time and a place. Yes. So toys are part of partner sex and can be, and there's toys for everything. Like you, you and your partner might want to explore, like I said before, anal pleasure. That's really fun for both people. There are toys for both of those, those activities for both people. There are toys for penises. So there's toys for vulvas, for vaginas, for penises, for anuses, for nipples. I mean, there's all sorts of different toys out there for everybody involved. So you can't, I I would explore if your partner comes to you and says, I want to try a toy instead of jumping to conclusions, get curious. And isn't this the theme in all areas of our sex lives? Just get curious, put your judgment down, get curious and go, why do you want to try a toy? What kind of toy do you want to try? But it, it'll turn into such a fun conversation, you guys, oh my gosh. and probably okay. buying a toy. <laughs> can, I, can I just tell you that sparked a memory in my former, former marriage life, um, of not being curious and being scared, being judgmental yes. and never asking why. And so what it did was build this little wall of, I don't dare yep. talk to her about this thing. Mm-hmm which, you know, didn't help the minute. So years and years, I finally say, tell me more. Tell me yeah. why, why is this interesting to you? It was like, I'm so sorry. I made this such a big deal and I didn't mm-hmm. realize just how, of course, yeah, that makes sense. And sure. 
So yeah. I love that, how simple it can be to just be curious, even with your own self. Um, oh yeah. Uh, this is a little off subject, but I, I talked to a friend who there's a lot of shame culture, right? Where we live here in Utah and around sex. And she said, I have so much shame in my head about fantasy with my husband. Mm -hmm. And so I challenged her to just take a little, like have a little note and just write things down. You don't have to be in detail, but just start to allow yourself to fantasize about your partner. Mm -hmm. And she, Uh it was so cute. She sent me a marker like, okay, this is awesome. Like it's helping her bring that down that it's, she's not doing anything wrong and it's Mm -hmm. not anything scary, but it's kind of exciting to think, oh, Maybe I, maybe I am curious and have some ideas that I'd like to try that I've been Mm -hmm. pushing down because of the shame. Oh yeah. I, you have to take advantage too. Like if you're in a long-term partnership where you are regularly having sex with the same person for years and years, there's going to be growth. There's Mm going to be, there's going to be a need for evolution and growth. And so take advantage of that. Enjoy that perk that you have because you have a long-term partner. Get to know each other and then get to know each other again and then get to know each other deeper and then go deeper. And we have this opportunity to do this when we're in our our long-term partnerships that not everyone gets to have. Enjoy this opportunity that you have to get curious with your partner and then a year later get curious again and again because we are growing and evolving. And it amazes me because I've been married for 16 years now and we are still doing things that I'm like, I don't think we've ever really done this before. Or maybe this would be a fun thing to try. We should try this out. And I'm so grateful for a partner who's like, okay. <laughs> I'm sure he's grateful for you too. Uh, I love it. <laughs> um, and just so we all know, my mom's laying here on the couch listening to just the one-sided conversation of this. So yeah, <laughs> just enjoy mom. Um, fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, uh, my last question for you is I want to know what your most recent be the Buffalo moment is your some pushing through to something hard, facing something hard. So in my family, we all have spirit animals and the bison is my spirit animal. Mm. And it's my, it's just my most favorite thing. I love it. Like it's my son's name is Fox. And so his spirit animal is a Fox and he is living up to his, this creature in so many ways. And it's very, very sweet. Um, and so anyway, so everything about buffaloes and about bison intrigues me and I love it. Um, something that I'm doing and I, I read this right before this and really thought about it. Um, we have a lot of problems going on in our country right now when it comes to women's health and maternal medicine and sex education and I the more I've learned about this the the intensity of like we have to fix it we have to change like really has weighed on me and so I started going back to school in January and I'm in school full-time and I'm hoping to slap some letters behind my name so that I can go run around and start burning down some institutions because we have to do better when it comes to maternal fetal medicine like right now we're killing more women in childbirth and disproportionately more people of color in childbirth than ever before it's horrific and so gotta go fix that and then we're not educating our kids here like we should I mean it's it's interesting to me because the longer I've been the vagina blog we talk about how here in Utah we have these problems we're not unique 
this is not unique to Utah. Agreed. It's everywhere in the United States. And it's because we don't have baby sex education. The parents are not talking to their kids about sex, which let me just put in a plug right now. If you have not sat your kids down and talked to them about sex, if they are over the age of eight years old, they should know everything and they should know what all their parts are called. They should know all of their anatomy. The only thing that you're doing by telling them is protecting them. You are doing them a huge disservice by not talking about these things with them. And then you see some of these things happening with our youth. This should never be happening. If we had parents educating our kids and talking to them, not just about the anatomy, not just about how babies are made, but about the relationships around sex, Mm -hmm. about loving and being comfortable with their own body, exploring and understanding their own anatomy and doing that in a safe and not shameful way. So many things in this country would be fixed, including maternal health. Because if you teach your daughter her full anatomy when she's a kid and you empower her through her teenagers and talk to her about sex and about her vulva and her vagina and all of everything that goes along with that, you empower her when you talk to her about menstruation and puberty and all those changes. When she finally gets to having a baby and her doctor treats her badly, she's not going to have it. It's not going to happen anymore. We're going to stop killing women in childbirth because that's what's happening right now. And so as a buffalo <laughs> and as the bison that I am, I'm going to continue to dismantle and fight this stuff on my platform. Keep going to school. As soon as I get some letters, just start burning crap down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I love all of that. And it makes a lot of sense that that is your spirit animal. So thank you for sharing that. And I couldn't agree more. And there's so many resources for us to have these ongoing sexual health conversations with our children, teens, all of it. And adult children, my mom and I still talk about plenty of things and both of us are single. (laughs) So you can still, you can still talk and learn uh, at any age, but um, empower those kids for sure. And yourself. Yeah. Well, and I, the thing that I, I really encourage, and I think toys actually helps with this. You need to be able to talk to your partner about sex. Yes. And when you have a conversation around toys, that's going to help you become more comfortable talking to your partner about sex, because if you haven't had a practice around talking to your partner about sex, you're not going to talk to your kids. That's not easier. That's harder. So talk to your partner, make sure words like vulva and vagina and pleasure roll off your tongue, like no big deal. So that when you sit down with your kids, they're like, oh, this is a normal topic that you're talking to me about. You don't need to be pale in the face and like, <laughs> yes. Practice with your partner. Get good at it. Then talk like to that. your kids. I like that. <laughs> I love it. And yeah, it's okay to do it together, talk together. It doesn't need to be a mom and a daughter thing or a dad and a son uh, thing. It's just make it comfortable, make it safe for all yeah. of us. kids need to know that dads know about periods yes and that moms know about boners like you you have to you have to make sure that they know that they have they have parents on both sides supporting them and even friends and family that support them because sometimes like I like to set my kids up in a place where like maybe they won't come to me but they'll go to their aunt yeah and so now I want to make sure like I'm on the same page with the other adults Mm -hmm. that I've created like purposely put in their life as safe places for them so get on the same page as your village too. I like that. You're just the, you're just a smart one, Miss April. So I'm excited <laughs> for your future of 
burning bridges, all the it's, institutions. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's happening. All right. It's happening. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Hopefully we uh, got some people curious today. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.